Hello and welcome. You're listening to the You Do Woo podcast, and I'm your host, Allison Cullen. I'm a mom with a background in business and counseling, but I've always been tapped into the more woo-woo side of everyday life. I'm here to take you on an exploration of your spirituality, give you helpful life hacks, help you on this evolution through motherhood, and give you a weekly dose of useful woo. If you need your cup filled, your mind expanded, and you want to increase your manifestation abilities at the same time, you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Good morning. Happy October. How crazy is it that it's already October? I woke up yesterday morning and looked at my phone and it was like October 1st. I was like, what is going on? (laughs) I'm excited for this month. I think there's going to be a lot of changes. I think a lot of energy is going to pick up for me If you've been tuned into this podcast for a while, you know that the past six months I've been in a little bit of a holding pattern and the feeling of limbo, and I definitely feel that starting to shift. One of the ways that I feel it shifting is I have so many more ideas and downloads and creative I don't know, endeavors that are coming into my head. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know if I have the bandwidth for all of this. So I've, I'm, everything is very, it feels like very much swirling energy up in my head, above my head, and I'm going to let it settle before I make any decisions because it's very much not, I'm, I'm not to where I can pull it down into my sacral to feel a yes or a no. So just going to let it swirl instead of force myself to decide on things right now. One of the things that did come that is a yes, just because I've done it before, is I know a lot of y'all over the past four or five months have been DMing me and asking me when I'm going to run another pod squad mastermind. And I am going to be doing that soon, very soon. It it's not going to be super long. It's not going to be like three months. We're going to condense everything and make it like a five-week mastermind, but I am going to do it soon. So if you have a podcast that you've maybe started in the past year or so, or even if it's older, but you want to just revamp it, rebrand it, and m- help it to grow and monetize, it doesn't matter how long you've had the podcast. So there's not like a minimum or maximum of the number of months or years that you need to have been podcasting. But if you either already have a podcast or you have an idea for a podcast or you're wanting to launch one soon, Pod Squad Mastermind is definitely for you. We go over a lot of the woo-woo themes and spiritual things having to do with creating an entity like a podcast like a good entity. <laughs> it, it's its own entity. It is not you. It is not your brand. It's its own sort of person. And we talk a lot about that and connecting with it and creating it or rebranding it, quote unquote, to be itself and to be authentic and all that. And we also talk about monetizing strategies and growth strategies and things that I wish I would have done in my first year of podcasting that would have made 
me grow a lot faster. So if you're interested in the details for that, I am, I should have timing on that in the next week or so. Send me a DM on Instagram that just says pod squad, and I can start a conversation with you to sort of see where you're at. If you already have a podcast or if you're creating one and um, see if you're a good fit for this mastermind, sort of a micro mind, but I'm calling it the pod squad mastermind. So that's one of my ideas, but it's something I've already done before. In 2024, we're going to be changing a few things up with not only Alchemy, the membership, but my mastermind, which right now is called the New Paradigm Mastermind. And I'm deciding I had planned on taking a break for like January, February, and I might still do that. Or I might do some sort of like micro mind during that time instead. But either way, the new paradigm mastermind is still open through the end of December. And we have an amazing group of women in there. And if that is something that is piquing your interest, please send me a DM that says NPMM, like new paradigm mastermind. And I can get with you to see, to answer questions and see if this is a good fit for you. But I am opening it up. I normally don't open it up for three-month memberships. I usually do either six-month or 12-month memberships, but we do have three spots that are available for these last three months of the year, which if you've listened to the last few episodes is the new year season. So it's a great time to join a Masteride. And there's a lot of momentum getting going right now. And it's a great time to change things and to up-level in your business and to tweak a few things energetically. It's That's what we do inside of the mastermind for your business, but it's also definitely a place for your own personal up-leveling. We talk a ton inside of the mastermind about partnership, marriage, parenting, dating, all of the different things, everything, all life situations. <laughs> Uh, it's a great place to be. So if you're interested in that, just send me a DM that says NPMM. Okay. Wanted to update y'all on a few fun things. I just got back last night from our first retreat. Oh my gosh. It was wonderful in so many ways. And then there were some interesting surprises that tried to veer me off course. (laughs) We're going to talk about this. But, oh my God, I like couldn't have asked for a more perfect group of women. Everybody got along amazingly. Everybody was very chill and go with the flow and just so kind and supportive and good sports when things sort of got off track. Oh my gosh. I wish that I could have done three nights, but I knew that to keep costs down with this first retreat, I broke even. I think I might've come a little bit out of pocket, but pretty much broke even, which I'm proud of because a lot of people go in the hole with their first retreat. And I was like, I'm not in a situation to do that right now. So I I feel like I planned it really well. And it's interesting because like one of my swirling ideas is doing like a short masterclass or workshop on hosting retreat. Maybe I should wait till my second to actually do that. But as far as like the pre-work involved and making sure that you 
break even or if you're wanting to make if your goal is to make money how to make money and all that kind of stuff because i had a whole spreadsheet figured out based on like okay if 20 people come here's this which that we didn't even have room for 20 people at the airbnb so that wouldn't have been the situation but i'm just giving it as an example you know if 10 people come i'll I'll break even. If 15 people come, I'll make this much money. If 20 people come, I'll make this much money. All that kind of stuff. I thought about doing something like that. So stay tuned on that. That's one of my swirling thoughts because I learned a ton from doing this. And I'm excited to plan the 2024 retreat. And I might have two. I'm trying to figure that out. But I'm going to take a little pause first. And while it's fresh on my mind, I'm sort of writing out all the things that went amazingly that I'm going to repeat. And some of the things where I'm like, okay, I would definitely hire help for this. I would do this, like the difference between getting a hotel and getting an Airbnb, like all of that kind of stuff. I learned so much, but it was really interesting because you guys know over the past year or so, I have been talking about stepping into Allison 4.0 because I'm turning 40 in a couple of months and what she looks like and how she reacts to things and how she holds herself and the energy she exudes and all of that kind of stuff. And so many things have been so eye-opening lately because I very much pride myself and sometimes brag about having deconditioned quite a bit from perfectionism. And it's true, like, especially in the way things look, y'all know I show up without makeup on or imperfectly or show my like the house that we're living in is, is beautiful and awesome and a very nice house. And I'm grateful for it, but it's not like an Instagram perfect house, you know, with like the white cabinets and every marble, everything, you know? So there's so many things about the way I like aesthetics and the way things look that I very much, I'm not a perfectionist in that sense. And I'm being reminded of how much of a perfectionist I am as far as experiences and timing. So that was something that was sort of hard for me this weekend. So we get out there, Cam and Caroline and I went early Thursday night and stayed at this little so we rented a like 50 acre ranch outside of austin and it was beautiful um and the ranch house was huge and nice and new and all that kind of stuff and we rented i had rented the garage apartment as a place for me to like have all my stuff and cam and caroline came with me that night to sort of set up everybody started coming in the next morning we get out there and we start hearing gunshots And we used to live in an area of Dallas that had nonstop gunshots. So not only am I like experiencing some level of PTSD with these gunshots, because I haven't heard gunshots in six months now, I'm like, oh my God, are these going to stop? You know, we get out there, it's it's dark already. And I'm like, surely, because it's the last, I think the last weekend of dove hunting season here in Texas. And I was like, so they, they can't like keep shooting birds in the middle of the night, right? Like they can't see them. Cam's like, this is the weirdest thing ever. We go to sleep. It keeps happening throughout the night. I hardly sleep. And I'm like, okay, I think they stopped from like 12 to five and then started back up again. So my mind starts going like, oh my God, 
do I have to find a new Airbnb? Like it was an expensive Airbnb. It was not a cheap Airbnb for that many people. It was a decent price. And I'm like, I don't, I could not find something for that price in downtown Austin, which is where the availability of Airbnbs were because it's not, it wasn't an event weekend like ACL or anything. And I was like, maybe that was just like a freak thing. And then they'll be, cause Cam was like, well, you can only shoot so many birds per day or per weekend or whatever it is trip. And then you tap out and you're, you're done max out, whatever. I don't know the hunting words. And I was like, okay, well maybe they'll be done. And so the next morning we went into Austin to do some final, um, like I had to get a few things from the store and do a couple of things there. And we come back. Well, no, we didn't come back because then I start, then I went and got, I had to, I rented like a 12 passenger van to drive everybody around in. Cause we had a lot of events. We had like dinners out and all that kind of stuff. So we didn't end up going back, but I was just like, please, dear God, have them not be shooting anymore, you know? And I picked everybody up and that was another thing. Oh my gosh, Austin, Texas, I love you. And your traffic is nuts in construction. Oh my gosh. So it took twice as long to get anywhere. So my perfectionism with like timing and being like, okay, I'm going to pick you up at the airport at this time or meet you here. And then we're like 30 minutes late, just, uh, perfectionism slash people pleasing, which I'm going to talk about that too. So I just, you know, I wanted everybody to have like the perfect, peaceful, quiet weekend. We had some outdoor activities planned. We had, you know, like whatever. And then there's gunshots and driving around in traffic and having construction and timing and all that kind of stuff. So I definitely realized that I need to stop bragging about not being a perfectionist and work on my perfectionism around experiences and timing and all of that kind of stuff. But the women who were there, uh, I, I sort of want to do a podcast episode just talking to each of the women that were there and like do a collaboration of that into one episode. So I might do that soon. But they were amazing and really good sports about it. It was interesting because the next day, so that was Friday, um, Friday, we had so much fun. We went to one of my favorite restaurants in Austin, Casa de Luz. It's like a vegan restaurant and it's amazing. And it's this special little spiritual vortex there. And I, I love it so much. And then we went and did a night swim at Barton Springs and it was on the full moon. So they have a fun thing that night where you get in and you're allowed to swim at night, you know. I think they close at a certain time normally. And I think on full moon nights, they're open to like 10 or 12 or something. And it's so funny because every once in a while people will howl. So you're like howling at the moon. It was, it was such a cool experience. So that was really, really fun. And then the next morning we woke up and we all were having our coffee out by the pool looking at the ranch and the sunrise and everything and the and the guns are going they went the night before too friday night i didn't sleep at all again so and i love having like nine hours of sleep each night so that was fun <laughs> but we were sitting outside and everybody was just like this is hilarious okay 
like, oh my God, why is this happening? And then Bijou and Nicole get there and Nicole's like, oh, there is a cosmic reason for this. I'm going to be sharing it with you. It's like, what? Um, and then one of the gals that was there, Annalisa looked up and realized that there was a either army or national guard training facility right on the other side of the ranch. And hopefully for these Airbnb owners sake, they don't do this 24 seven training all the time. Maybe it's once a year or something, but they were literally like shooting. I'm like, who has this kind of money for ammunition? Like this is just wasting ammunition. Bijou's like the U S government. I'm like, yes, that is correct. <laughs> so we figured that out, which was nice to know sort of what was happening, that it wasn't just people on meth shooting guns all night. Like it was our military. Uh, so that's a whole other thing. But I, and I forget what exactly Nicole said. I'm going to have to ask her and I can share with y'all, but something about Mars. Um, there's a lot of potent Mars energy, energy from Mars right now with, uh, I forget if it was the full moon or something else. Anyways, she said that Mars, the planet rules war and military and all of that. And so we sort of went into that. It was sort of like a very much proof and like a 3D reality showing up of that type of energy, right? So the fighting war military energy and it's going to be interesting because I know that that's a theme that I think Mars has a few different things that are coming up over the next few years. And I am doing, I'm going to talk about this too, but I'm doing my best to just not operate out of fear at all. But the possibility of war and fighting and all of that kind of stuff is, is a thing for the next few years. So anyways, that was just an interesting little omen test <laughs> trigger that I think that I dealt with decently and everybody else very much dealt with so well. I was so grateful for their um, just being good sports about that. So thank y'all, all of y'all that were there this weekend. Um, another thing that came up was people that has been coming up a lot lately is people pleasing, not only with the retreat and making sure that everybody is happy and good and comfortable and uh, are you okay? Like, you know, the, most of the gals slept really well. And then a few were like me where they just heard it all night long. And I'm just like, oh my God, I wish I could just gift you nine hours of sleep right now. So that's not the same quite thing, but people pleasing has been coming up in other areas so intensely for me. I don't know if that's been the same for anybody else. It's been super intense. And that's something else I, I have had pride in in the past was being like, I no longer give a shit. Like I have, there's a book I think called zero fucks given. Yes. That I've just, I've really, I have deconditioned a ton from people pleasing. And for some reason it's either coming back up or we're getting just the last remnants of it. I'm not sure. And I know there's some healthy aspects of like caring a little bit what others think. You can't go the whole and I'm not know if I'm using the right word. I don't know if it's narcissist or sociopaths or whatever psychological disorder where you really don't care what other people think and don't have empathy. It's not that. It's just 
deconditioning from taking actions for other people's benefits if it hurts yourself, right? And putting others always in front of yourself and always worrying about what other people are thinking. And it's inhibiting you from taking action or getting rid of energy or processing energy. So like one small example of mine, and this is a life update. I was pregnant and I had a miscarriage right after 12 weeks. And that was an interesting thing because I hadn't told a whole lot of people that I was pregnant. We had told our family and I had told my mastermind and some people in alchemy just because I was like, so not feeling good. But like anybody I didn't see in person, I didn't tell (laughs) that I didn't see like on zoom or in person, I hadn't told. And like all of these like worries started coming when I, after I had the miscarriage, lots of processing of emotions and pain and grief and all of that kind of stuff. I have a lot of peace though about the baby. It was a boy, sweet boy. And I, I'm just hoping that he'll come back soon in a healthier body. But I have read the spirit babies book a ton of times. And that just, I was like, okay, like there wasn't a whole lot of grief to process with the actual baby. Cause I know he's just coming back. There was something wrong with timing or the body and he knew that. And so he'll come back, but I I'm processing a lot of grief and anger for myself. Like I still look three months pregnant and yeah, It's just a whole thing, (laughs) timing, just everything. So there's a lot of things I'm still processing. So I haven't talked about it because I'm still in the thick of it. But one of the things that came to my head was like, oh my God, what about all the people I know that know me or that are my friends, like my close friends that I haven't told that I was even pregnant yet. And then I'm going to have to go tell them I was pregnant. And I didn't tell you because I was in the middle of it my pregnancy started out with getting some type of virus, whether it's COVID or something else, I don't know. And then having like six weeks of intense morning sickness and then ending with strep throat, like real fun, real fun. It was a hard, hard three months of pregnancy. So I just didn't have the bandwidth to talk to people or to meet up with people or to call people back or even text people back, like just no bandwidth. And so there's people pleasing around that and then people pleasing around like, oh my God, what if they find out from somebody that I had a miscarriage and then they're going to be pissed that I didn't even say, tell them I was pregnant. And I'm like, I cannot, I have to let that go. First of all, everybody has their own freaking life and they're not thinking about me and my own experiences all the time. And also, man, bandwidth has been low energy was low just because I was exhausted all the time. And like, I can't. I cannot, I cannot like make a list of like, who are all my friends that I did tell that I was pregnant and didn't tell that I was pregnant. And I need to go have a conversation with each of them about this. That is old Allison. That is old people pleasing Allison. And I cannot. One really positive thing about the whole situation was that we hadn't told Caroline yet. So that was huge. We were getting ready to, because we were just waiting till I think, you know, second trimester, which is sometime 13 or 14 weeks. So this happened before that. So I'm very, very grateful for that. And that we hadn't told her and that we didn't have to deal with all that. Cause she keeps asking for a baby 
And I think that would have broken her heart. I mean, she would, kids are resilient. She would have been okay, but that's just one less thing that I had to deal with. Um, another thing that has been coming up for me, this is so funny because these three things are like perfectionism, people pleasing, and then fear is something I'm going to talk about. These three things are things I just brag. I've bragged in the past about not having to deal with like that. I've already grown above them and now they're showing up. So I'm sharing this with you vulnerably to show you that I have shit I deal with on an everyday basis. And even when I think I've like grown, grown past something or above, I've risen above something still sometimes comes up the last little remnants of it. Or maybe it's all fresh new stuff. Who knows? I don't know. Anyways, the last thing is fear. Um, I have a defined spleen. So I very much have the ability to access and know like what's my fear and what's other people's fears. And I really, my whole life, I have never, hardly ever tapped into the collective fear and other people's fear. Like I very much am like, this is right for me. This is what I'm doing you know, this isn't right for me. I'm not doing this. Like COVID, you know, when COVID started March, 2020, I was like, "Mm, no, I'm not participating in this. Like I'll be okay. I'm not going to die of COVID. Um, I didn't care. Like I didn't, there was zero fear whatsoever. Like when people were spraying their freaking whatever food with Lysol disinfected, which will kill you. (laughs) Uh, I was like, y'all are fucking idiots. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? So just I've always not acted out of fear and not had to even deal with collective fear. Oh, like always my whole life. I don't soak up other people's fear. And I don't know what is happening right now but I'm feeling the past few months, the effects of the collective fear of different things. For some reason, not aliens. I know everybody's talking about aliens and whatever if aliens came to earth and whatever. And I'm like, for some reason, I don't fear them. I feel like they'd, I mean, I fear the humans that would try to like shoot them, but I don't fear them. I feel like they would come here to try to help us out, but who knows? just zero fear around that. Um, But lately I have been feeling the collective fear of what the next, you know, decade is going to look like on earth and certain situations that might be going on right now. One thing that I'm wrestling with a ton lately is, you know, what we eat, what we consume the water we drink, what's in it, all of that kind of stuff, making sure everything is detoxed out of Caroline's body, anything that she, you know, too much sugar, all that kind of stuff, all that kind of stuff, like is super intense for me right now. I talked to Bijou about this on Saturday, actually. She was, she came in to do a ceremony for us at the retreat. And because I was like, I'm trying, like with certain specific things, I'm trying to decide whether it's my splenic, you know, my defined spleen and my intuition telling me that this is bad or good. 
or if I'm like soaking up some of the collective fear, which human design wise, chakra wise, I do have a defined spleen. So technically that's not something I normally do, like soaking up other people's fear. But I think that I've gotten so open lately, I'm very much more moving into the the divine feminine, feminine energy, relaxed energy, open energy, receiving energy. And with that comes feeling collective energies. And one thing Bijou said, just to reframe it, she's like, this is sort of beautiful because a lot of your clients probably on a daily basis feel collective and, you know, collective fear. And you're not able to empathize with them or be in like, you know, walk in their shoes through that experience. And because of what you're feeling now, you can. Um, and so I'm having to use certain resources to work through that. And I actually haven't done that yet. So I'm going to plan on doing that today where I just like sort of journal and free write and get all of all of the swirling thoughts or worries or whatever out of my head. And then somatically this afternoon, I'm going to somatically experience them. I'm going to do a few things to get any fears out of my body and then hope that clearing all of that will help me to better access my own personal intuition with certain actions to take or not take and very much tapping into the dispensa work right now as far as like whatever everybody is saying or thinking or believing on this earth i have the power to protect my spirit, body, soul from any of these things, right? That is what I'm working on right now. But that has been a big theme lately is like me soaking up the collective fear. And part of it, I think, is just getting to a point where I can't put my head in the sand anymore. I can't just like, I'm not disassociating. I'm not numbing when little worries like this come up. Um, And that was something we talked about on Saturday as a group two is stepping into not like when you step into, when you start, you know, tapping into the feminine energy, it's not just the beautiful receptive mode, receiving look beautiful, like luxury, like sensuality, all that kind of stuff as far as the feminine, which is all good and beautiful, but there's also a dark side of the feminine. Bijou says that's the Kali energy the dark side of the feminine that is like the one who will go fight for these things that the collective is fearing, speak about it, burn things down to the ground just to build it, build new back up, like really taking action based on not taking action out of fear, but if there are things to fear, take action on those things, right? I'm just working on the balance of taking the correct actions, not acting only out of fear and, you know, still doing the daily things, weekly things that I need to do and not getting debilitated from feeling the collective fear and going with your swirling thoughts of worry and the looping fears and and all of that kind of stuff. That was that was something I experienced um, on Saturday was just getting 
when we sat for our ceremony, it was a very heady experience for me and which isn't normal for me. Like usually it's a very somatic, like body feeling. And this one was very heady and very much like my, the fears that have been inside for a while that I've soaked up or that are my own, that I've just, I've not processed those swirling around in my head and just looping and looping and looping. And normally I don't have that feeling. So it was a uncomfortable feeling and also a new feeling. And there's obviously a reason for it. And I think one of those is so that I can better, you know, when I'm meeting with you guys on alchemy zoom or mastermind zoom or one-on-one I'm doing one-on-one boxer coaching with several women this week. And when we're talking through this, it's like, I can, I know what you're talking about when you have an open spleen and when you're soaking up fears from other people, I get that. And I get how uncomfortable that is. And I get how confusing that is. And that sometimes it's debilitating as far as like, well, what do I, do I do something about this? Or do I just say, okay, this is somebody else's fear. I'm going to let it go. And how do I do that? You know, how do I do that physically? How do I do that mentally? Um, and how do I not waste time looping on these fears or like possible outcomes or, oh my gosh, if I don't do this, what's going to happen? Oh, it's just debilitating. So I'm sending all of y'all love who are experiencing that right now because it's very uncomfortable. And I think it's just going to get more intense as changes keep happening and the collective starts freaking out a little bit, but I'm really going to be intentional on calling in resources to help all of us with this. So I think that's one reason why this is happening is because that's something I'm going to need to create a toolbox for myself and then share it with y'all on how to deal with this collective fear. I do also think that a lot of the things that are going to be burned down and structures that are going to crumble and changes that are going to happen, even though they might feel scary and be uncomfortable as it's happening, the other side is going to be so much better, such a better reality for all of us. And I just have to hold on to that, that hope. So the last thing, those are my three things that I thought I had done a good job overcoming. And yeah, it's not true. (laughs) Continual ego death experiences. Uh, The last thing I wanted to talk about was the importance of rituals and ceremonies. And I'm not just talking about your own ritual, like your morning rituals. I'm talking about in groups. When I went to Sedona a few weeks back with some of my girlfriends, the gal that did our little ceremony for us, she is, she's a Mexican seer, S-E-E-R, you can Google what a seer is. It's, it's basically intuitive psychic. They can see the future and see things that are in the spiritual realm. And she also was has been initiated by the Hopi tribe. She talked to us about all the different like coming of age rituals and different ceremonies that they have for harvest time and for you know full moon time and whatever. Um, and they do these in groups. And I think it's just something we're so missing from our modern world is ceremony and sitting in ceremony this weekend with those 10 women was so 
it needed. I hadn't done that since January. And in January, I didn't really know everybody. So this was really beautiful because everybody very much knew each other or they had just met each other this weekend, but like connected right away. And being able to share with each other what our intentions were for the ceremony and then share our takeaways afterwards and sit there with each other holding space and having this experience all together was just so beautiful. And it made me realize, I'm like, okay, I knew that I was going to be obsessed with retreats. And I knew that I needed to go ahead and do one to just have the first annual one and like plan it and learn from it and see like what I needed to do to streamline these and make them be able to happen more frequently. Um, And I'll for sure have at least one a year. Sometimes I might do some smaller ones, but it makes me realize how important these micro retreats that Bijou puts on are. So if you can get to one that she's putting on in the next six months or so before I have another retreat, please do because they're so important. I'm like, I'm realizing I'm like, oh man, I need this in my life like once a quarter at least. It'd be so cool if you could do this like once a month. And I know there's some women's circles that that do that. But I'm realizing that's something that I really want to help resource women in is starting to have rituals and ceremonies and group, group wise, um, where we can come together and do, do this type of work. It's so important. Yeah. And I'll probably have Bijou on the podcast here soon. And we're going to, I'm going to talk to her about that. Not only like go into like the intentions she puts around her ceremonies and what those look and feel like, but also maybe talking about how you can have your own, you can, you can host your own, you know, cause we need to be meeting together as women and talking about this stuff and lifting each other up and holding space for each other. It's going to be a really important grounding tool to come together in ceremony And it's going to be important for these next few years with all of the changes that are going on. So yeah, that's what I have for you guys. Thanks for sticking in here with me for this life update episode. I want to do these maybe once a quarter or so, so you guys know what is going on behind the scenes. But yeah, we we had the first annual You Do Woo retreat this weekend. It was beautiful. Each of the women who were there were just, it was like divine, everybody who was there was very much meant to be there and it was perfect. We had some amazing, amazing experiences together. So thank you who came in person and trusted me with this first retreat that I put on. (laughs) And I'm excited to figure out the next one. I'll, I'll let y'all know in a few months details on that. I'm going to give myself some integration time and work on these three freaking ego death things that are coming up for me. Yay. And yeah, keep me updated how on how you are doing. Send me a DM. Let me know that you listened to this episode and I'll see you next week. Thank you so very much for tuning in to another episode of You Do Woo. I know that you already have a very full life and that there are literally millions of podcasts that you could be listening to. So I'm super grateful to you for being a loyal listener and 
I'm so grateful for you sharing your favorite episodes with friends and family members. That is how we are able to serve more people and raise the collective consciousness and really get the word out on a bunch of these fun spiritual topics that we're talking about. I would love to connect with you. Send me a DM on Instagram at youdowoo, all one word. I'd love to hear how you loved today's episode and just a little bit about you. I can't wait to connect. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast. It's said that the more time you have to invest, the greater the return. Well, guess what? Kids have the most time if we learn to invest early. That's why I created the Cash Kid Podcast, where I teach kids and some adults financial skills they need to know on how to earn, save, and invest their money. Join me on this journey as we interview experts and explore topics that allow you to grow your money as kids. This podcast will help you become the money expert among your family and friends. Just remember, anyone can be a cash kid. You just have to learn how to become one. Get ready to grow your financial knowledge and your wallet with the Cash Kid Podcast.